You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host and I am here with Ryan. Ryan, thank you for being here. Yep. Hello, guys. Well, we are excited. We have a guest um, on this episode today, and we're going to be interviewing her. Her name is Yasmin Charles. And Ryan, tell us the name of her book and kind of give us a little bit of an intro about your experience reading her book. And Yasmin's got a really compelling interesting story that um, she's going to share with us and we're going to interview her, but yeah, take it away, Ryan. Okay. So Yasmin's book is called shut up and look cute. And don't we all need to do that some more? Yeah. And um, the part it's also, (laughs) she also has in there diary of a homeless soul. And I kind of wanted to start there a little bit with you, Yasmin, because Mm -hmm. when I wrote my diary, I hid that thing behind a whole bunch of books. I didn't want anybody looking Mm -hmm. at it, reading it. And you put it all out in this book. So kind of temp- like what were the first steps that kind of brought you to, okay, hey, I want to show this w- to the world or how did you know that it was your calling, so to speak, to kind of share your story and people needed to hear it? Well, I did that because I know for a lot of us women, especially growing up in the church or especially from my culture, Caribbean culture, many of us were taught to just always be quiet, be proper. You know, it was never okay to be angry because it wasn't ladylike. And so my diary became the place where I felt like I could, you know, just be myself and express my anger, my pain, my sexual desires. And so these are things that I started writing when I was about 20 couple of months before I joined the military and I will write my thoughts down thinking this is just my daily life very boring and I would that I would put them away and never really read them and it wasn't until uh December of 2018 that I decided to pull out all my journals and I sat there and I read them within a week and I was blown away by my own life story I said oh my god this is crazy I could not believe the things that I experienced and overcame and I began to wonder how many more women out there who have gone through, you know, growing up in a broken home, you know, having a father who was emotionally absent, being physically abusive, being the stepchild, being the dark skinned girl, you know, just going through so much and so much. And I decided to really turn it into a book. And I, of course, going through the military and traveling around the world, I decided to kind of blend it all together. And every chapter begins with a different country, different city around the world. And, um, and, I'm, I'm, and I, I'm really proud of my work. So I really wanted to be a voice to women out there who don't quite know how to voice their pain because a lot of us just don't know how to do that yet. So that's where the book came from. And yeah, and I just love it because also there's that that um, systemic and especially in the black community that you don't share mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Like you keep this, you know, when you want to talk about your family, no, this stays in the house. 
you know, yep. you don't share Especially you don't in the share church. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what? And I, not that I want to go spiritual, but there's a scripture that talks about angry rest, anger, I'm sorry, anger rests in the bosom of fools. Oftentimes we always believe that, well, you are in, you are a fool for talking about your anger. But what I've got out of that scripture is we are less than smart for keeping our anger and our pain on the inside. So I really was, I gave myself a permission to be a voice for so many women who don't quite know how to talk about the abuse and the abandonment and the rejection. Because even now, when we get to 20, 30, even 40 and 50, we're looking for love in all the wrong places without ever realizing, oh my goodness, let me go back and peel back the layers and go back to my family roots and really see how is it that I got to, to the point where I am now and making the choices that I made because that's because I grew up with some stuff in my family that I never dealt with. So that it, it, I, I really had to go deep and allow myself to be open and, and, and really raw about my family life to really get to the point where I, where I was healed. So that's why, that's what I did in the book. And not only are you a voice for women, but you're also a voice for veterans. And so, and one yes. of the facts that I found in your book was, mm-hmm. okay, 500,000 um, homeless people in America. And then you mm-hmm. put approximately 57,000 are veterans. And yes, so ma'am. I want to kind of toss it back to Jamie because I want to kind of dig more into this idea of, you know, finding out a more mm-hmm. about, you know, the homeless population because there's so many questions and sometimes mm-hmm. people just don't think to ask certain things. Yeah. First yeah, of all, congrats yeah. on writing a book and getting it published. I, I know Thank that that you. is obviously Thank a very so challenging and difficult <laughs> process. And I'm sure emotionally it was draining yeah. for you just getting all of that out on the page. Yeah. Um, so congrats to you uh-huh. on that. And, you know, you you do have a very interesting story because you had mentioned that you were, you know, at the top of your game, you were living debt free, and Mm -hmm. then you lost it all and you were living in your car. So tell me, how did you get to the point where Mm -hmm. you lost it all and you found yourself living in your car? Okay. Okay. So I left the Navy in 2008. This was the time when the economy was kind of tanking. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't worried about it because before I left the Navy, I made sure all of my ducks were in a row. I paid off my car, my student loans, and I went for this thing called the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace Program um, before I left the military. So, I mean, I had enough money to the point where I didn't have to look for work for three months because I, I wanted to kind of give myself some time to readjust to being a civilian again. And so, um, and then life began to happen. I remember the day before I went to meet with a realtor, I was living in San Antonio at the time. Before I went to meet with a realtor, I got into a car accident and totaled my car. So that's kind of when things began to kind of fall apart from that point on. And then a couple of months later, the earthquake in Haiti happened because that's where I was born and raised. And that completely shattered me emotionally. And I began looking for work. My, my savings just kind of went away and it just wasn't happening. So this is when I decided to come back to Virginia because I was stationed here a couple of years prior and uh, went to college. I hadn't been in school for years. I struggled being a science major. And uh, eventually I ran out of my GI Bill, like many veterans, and uh, the VA would not help me out. And so I kind of saw it coming, the homeless situation. I remember even going to my church. I was going at the time and they would not help me out. And I remember they told me, yeah. They told me in our quote, Miss Charles, we don't help our members for rent. Yeah. And I remember 
getting yeah getting to a place when I said you know what God I don't know what lesson you want me to learn from this experience I was ready to give up um and so I remember reading about Steve Harvey um who was homeless for three years and I said God if Steve Harvey can do this for three years I can do it for three months so I packed all of my things from my apartment and I put them in storage and I stayed on campus and Jamie you know Norfolk State's campus I remember parking between the Spartan station um, the Spartan Suites and the police station mm -hmm. for 10 weeks. And I just gave in. I just gave in. And it was the most humiliating experience of my life. And I got to tell you, I was ashamed of it because where in the world does somebody like me, former sailor, very sharp, money in the bank, how does this happen to somebody, somebody like me? Mm -hmm. But after coming out of it, I said, I realized this is one of the biggest gifts that God I could have give, ever given me. Because after coming out of it, and finishing up college and becoming a teacher, it for me now I live without fear. Once you lose it all, and and I mean you losing it all, you live without fear. You live with purpose, with focus, and with compassion for others. And it's it's been a gift to me. It was awful, but looking back, I thank God for it because I look at life differently. I look at money differently. I look at even family life differently. I even look at the church differently. Because if I, as a member, I went to you for help and you telling me we don't help our members for, for rent, what is the purpose of the church? And so even now, I still love the Lord. But for me, I don't make going to church a religion anymore. Because for me, I am the church. You and I individually are the church. And that's how we make a difference in the world. So it, it changed my life. Ooh, it changed preach. my life. Uh, yes, right. yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, honey. Honey, let, let, let me say this also. If you think about where we mm -hmm. are right now, right? Mm -hmm. We cannot rely on the government, mm -hmm. right? We cannot rely on our education or our jobs because yeah. those are shut down. We can't even rely on the church because all the buildings are closed. And, and it's not even just the church. Whether you're Muslim, you're Jewish, all the mosques, all the temples are closed. So what are you going to rely on? My thing is, during this time in our lives right now, we have, there are two things we can control. Number one, our attitude. And number two, we have to keep yeah. our social distance. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our attitude, if we're going to win with our attitude, we have to anchor ourselves in something bigger than us. We have to anchor ourselves in our spirituality. That is how we're going to win right. during this time in our That's world. Right. You know what I mean? So that, having, having gone through what I went through, I didn't know how I was going to come out of it. I didn't even know if or when I was going to graduate college. But I just believed and believed that I was not my situation. And for many people right now who have lost their jobs, you know, who are collecting unemployment, or even some people are maybe even homeless right now, I just want to let you know, just believe that it's going to be okay. And I had to learn to embrace the process mm -hmm. that I was going through. And just we just have to surrender. That's all we can do right now. We just have to surrender and let it be. And I promise you, things are going to work out. Take my word. For um, it. I mean, I completely agree with that. And I believe 100% yeah. that everything happens for a reason. And it there is a blessing mm -hmm in situations where you go through a loss and even though it hurts even though yeah. it's painful at that time mm -hmm. trust me there is going to be a gift on the other side 
once you get to that point, you will look back and be like, God, thank you for putting me through that because I've learned so many lessons. I am such a stronger person because of the loss. Um, So yeah, thank thank you for sharing that because there's probably people right now going through something. Obviously what's happening Mm -hmm. with this pandemic, people have lost their jobs, people have lost loved ones, you know, people are probably suffering through depression, staying indoors right now. Um, So they're going through the lost right, right at this moment, right through this season. And they feel like there is no end in sight, but this is only for a short while and uh, we, we will get through this. This too shall pass. Absolutely. And once this does pass, mm-hmm. things will get better. I, I look at what's happening as, as a blessing and mm-hmm. all of my friends uh, that I talk to that are faith-based, mm-hmm. you know, they all believe that this is a blessing in, in a lot of ways. And this might that be a, a weird thing to say. It might sound very unpopular, but You've got to look at the blessing in the, you know, in the, in the trauma and the tragedy of it all. I mean, it, it is very sad what's happening, but I'm trying to find things that are productive in my life, finding new skills, uh, building a rapport and a relationship (laughs) with family members that I don't talk to very much, you know, spending as much Mm -hmm. time with my mom, who's elderly, who's, you know, not going to be here 20, 30 years from now. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the blessings in those things while this is happening. And, and, and that, that's what we need to see through this crisis. Um, I, I did want to ask you this, Yasmin, um, so, sure. you know, you mentioned, you know, going through, you know, this trauma and mm-hmm. this emotional scar tissue, you know, money and finances for people. I mean, I think oh, that there's a lot of emotions that are attached to it. And I mean, I can even say yes, for myself yes. growing up with a single mom mm-hmm. and having to struggle financially, mm-hmm money's always been scarce. Um, my household, yes. what advice do you have for people when it comes to the psychology of money and having confidence about earning potential? Yeah. You know what, when it comes to money, I've learned it's not about how much we make, it's how much we keep. Oh, yeah. Um, whether it's 30, yeah. Whether it's 30,000 a year, 40, 50, 60, the key is we have to control every single dollar that comes in and I'm talking about having a budget and I thank God that I was able to get right back on it again um I don't know if you guys ever heard of yep. Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. but he's a financial guru mm-hmm. yeah and so because I did went through his program in 2008 um after publishing my book spending all that money I was like okay you know what Yasmin you already have the muscles for this program I was able to go back on that right away and so you know he talks about having the baby steps and baby step number one is having a thousand dollars in the bank and then number two is you, you want to start paying down debt. And so let me tell you, having that 1000 in the bank when, you know, your car breaks down or whatever happens, it's such a, oh my goodness, you can just breathe because if your car breaks down, you're not going to run to a payday loan for $200 and you know how much these people charge in interest rate. So we have to be disciplined enough to put, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there every week, you know, for emergencies. And so when you have that, it, it's just a wonderful safety net. So you have to build that muscle, that discipline to put it away and not having to spend every dollar every time you get a paycheck. That, that's just as simple as that. 
you know, have an emergency fund. And if you didn't have one before this pandemic, this is a huge <laughs> lesson, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe do Uber Eats, you know, get, you know, deliver flowers and help, help deliver medical supplies to at least have something coming in and put that away. Don't touch it because God knows, you know, it, it's, it's just, get on the budget. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And that that was another question I was going to have for you is like, Mm -hmm. what should we be doing during this time while we're confined in our homes? Some people feel like, well, I have all this time on my hands, which really time hasn't changed, right? There's still 24 hours in a day. Absolutely. Well, you know, we can't go to the gym, right? We know that. But you can still, we are still allowed to go out and go for walks. The parks are closed, unfortunately. Um, but you can go, go walk around your block, you know, go for a mile or two. Read. I've been reading a lot of great books, books that I've been on my shelf for weeks and months that I haven't touched. Um, do that. And like you mentioned, get in touch, reconnect with family. That's, that's powerful. Um, I'm personally working on another project right now because my heart is for the homeless. And so for the time being, I'm working on a script. Um, I'm creating a a YouTube channel called the Homeless Veterans Channel, where I give them a place and a time to kind of tell their stories. And so I'm working on that. So find something that not only, you know, helps you, but think of ways that you can actually, once this is over, you can go out there and make a difference in your world, in your city, in your community. So um, yeah, I don't watch TV and YouTube and Netflix all day. I mean, that's fun, but oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, or if you have a manuscript, you've been thinking about writing a book, this is the right. perfect time because authors, we have to lock out in order for us to lock in. So this is what we do all the time anyway, social distancing. So use this time to your advantage. And if you have a manuscript, just start, you know, putting it together. Well, Yasmin, I'm trying to learn how to cook. Yeah. So can you help me out with the recipes and stuff? Because I've seen I it in sure a book. Can. Like I need a yeah. I need a pastry recipe. <laughs> where is the cooking channel? Like I like oh. I see the homeless veterans, but I want to know where the cooking yes, channel ma'am. and everything is on that. You sweet. We're gonna work on that. I'm working on that because I have a lot in my mind right now that I'm working on. I'm working on also putting together a cooking channel on YouTube called Yasmin Cooking Show. Because I went to culinary school. I taught at the culinary school for a couple of years at Stratford before they shut down. So mm-hmm. food is the name of my game. And so I'm going to get back on that wheel very, very soon. <laughs> well, I'll be looking yes, for it then. Thank you, honey. That's yes, awesome. I, I know you mentioned well, um, briefly that I'm familiar with uh-huh. NSU because, yes, I am a, a fellow. Mm-hmm. Martin. 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 The whole <laughs> Gold. Um, Uh So I also attribute Norfolk State University to my financial ruin. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) That's good. Oh, honey, those student loans. I know. Yeah, right. Student loans, boy. Um, It's bonded. And you mentioned in your story (laughs) that you also took out student loans. So you know, student loan debt has adversely impacted the black community and black yeah. women in this country, what, what mm-hmm. advice or tips can you give us dealing with the kind of debt that we're having right now? Well, there is a great book out there right now. It's written by Anthony, Anthony O'Neill. He's I've talked to him. Yes. He's been on our podcast. You, you serious? So he is, let me tell you, I'm not an expert on this because right now I'm working on paying down debt and my student loans will probably 
kick it. Well, I'm going to start paying them off in a couple of months. But once I'm ready to pay these things off, I'm going to be getting his book. So it's wonderful that you guys have him on because he's a fantastic speaker. And so that's the book I would recommend for anybody who's looking into paying down their debt, student loan debt. Um, but I also would say um, for the time being, because I was listening to Suze Orman the other day with, what's her name, Tamara oh, Hall. And oh, she was yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was saying, if you owe any debt, you want to call these people and say, hey, you know, because right now they're not charging us with any interest right. rate. So she recommends mm -hmm. that we still continue paying the minimum payment. Yeah. So that's the only thing I can say about student loans right now. Pay the minimum and then just give them a call and say, what options do you have for me at this time? Whether, you know, you can tell them, you know, hey, I've lost my job or I'm, you know, whatever your situation may be give your creditors a call so that way they, they can work something out with you. But just don't let your bills just sit there just because of this pandemic. You've got to take action. So that way, when everything kind of gets back to normal, then you have a plan, you have something to go with. That's that's my suggestion. But definitely get Anthony O'Neill's yep. book. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, if you guys uh -huh. tune into the BGN uh -huh. Politics podcast that we launched uh, last year, it was a limited series podcast, Anthony O'Neill was a guest mm. on there so check out that episode and he mentions his book on that episode that's wonderful and you know i have to say i'm really proud i've never met the guy but i'm proud that for you know now we're having our people talking about money oh yeah you know what i mean we need to see i mean for long for a long time we've had suze orman dave ramsey now we have anthony o'neill we have this other guy called oh my god um he's another dave ramsey guy he's another brother but it's good to see that our folks are finally embracing mm -hmm. you know the whole education of finances because it's mm -hmm. what's killing us you know, we make all this money and, and, but, and then we just spend it all. We can't keep doing that. We can't keep doing that. So yeah. it's important to be educated about how to manage our money. So it doesn't ma manage us when we have, you know, very little left. So that's, that's my advice. On and you that. bring up a good point about, cause I've, I've done the same thing mm -hmm. mostly because they given me a yeah. phone call and said, Hey, um, you're past due, but, um, you bring yeah. up a good point about the student loans and making sure to, mm -hmm. Uh, call them and set up arrangements because they are offering 0% interest right now. Yes. Um, but also, and I didn't know this because a friend of mine told this, the car insurance companies, if you reach out to some of them, they're offering discounts mm -hmm. too, because a lot of people aren't driving right now because we're coming to our homes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think uh, Geico is doing something where if you show them your mileage that you Oh wow! Yeah, you can get a discount <laughs> in your vehicle. That's so awesome. yeah, you might. Those of you listening, uh, just call your insurance companies and see if you can get a <laughs> discount. Because yeah, what's the sense in paying full price on your premium if you're not driving your car right now? You know. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Wow, I yeah, agree. That's cool. Good. That's a good one. That's. I, I didn't, didn't know, know that part. So I'm going to be calling all the guys <laughs> the next day. I was like, oh, let me I think. Yeah. <laughs> That is yeah. awesome. Um, so, Yasmin, tell us where we can find more about your work, um, where our listeners can find you on social media, and all of that. Yeah, I am. Absolutely. I am on Facebook and also Instagram. So my full name, Yasmin Charles. And, um, and I'm also on YouTube as well, too. So if you type uh, Homeless Veterans Channel, you're going to see about three episodes on there the first one is my documentary and then I interviewed a homeless veteran and an army vet 
um, last year. And, um, and so because of this whole pandemic, I've had to change how I'm going to do the rest of the show. So I'm going to be interviewing them from my car beginning next week. So yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and, um, and YouTube for sure. Yes, ma'am. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with all of us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much for having me. And I hope I was uh, a positive light um, to really help not just women, but really all of us understand that it is going to be okay. We just got to go through this and things are going to work out and we just have to surrender. That's all we got to do. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. 